are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a fire Friday show for you because something happened in the Clayton case that is public now, and we're going to discuss it, and we're going to talk about the Bachelor in Paradise finale. This is probably going to be 25 to 30 minutes easily because I've got a lot to say since Jane Doe has taken to the interwebs and spoken. We'll get to all that momentarily. So let's start off with what happened last night, not on Bachelor in Paradise, the fact that the accuser for Clayton Eckerd, the woman who is claiming she is pregnant with his twins, took to Medium last night, medium.com, and wrote an article. I don't know how much longer it's going to be up. She wrote one early on in this process and then deleted it because she didn't like the responses that she was getting. We'll see how long she leaves this one up. It is a about a 10-minute read. It's very long, and she basically asks for sympathy and basically says, everybody's harassing me. Woe is me. I could tear this Medium article apart sentence by sentence. Reading it infuriated me. I know it infuriated Dave. I know it infuriated others. It is full of garbage, garbage, but I'm going to hit on some of the things that she said in this article to just show you how asinine this woman is and how she just does not get it. But I am going to start off with this. I'm almost thankful that she wrote this. You know why? Because for the first time, she put her name to something, and she also attached a picture. So we don't have to call her Jane Doe anymore We don't have to call her Clayton's accuser. I mean, if you've known and you follow this story, you know who damn well who this has been for the last couple months. Her name is Laura Owens, and she is a podcaster, I guess, even though she doesn't release any new episodes ever. She's done a TEDx talk. Anyway, her name is Laura Owens. She attached her picture and her name in this article. So we're done calling her Clayton's accuser and Jane Doe. She's put it out there. This is a public site. You don't have to pay for this. So now here's something else that I look, this is kind of a small thing, but it's something that I noticed here. She is speaking out pretty much for the first time since she wrote her last medium article, which was what a couple months ago. And then she deleted it. It's her first time speaking out about anything. She's emailed Dave privately. She's emailed me privately. She's emailed Clayton privately. She's argued with Redditors back and forth nonstop. But this is the first time she's made a public statement about anything regarding this case. And she attaches a picture of herself. This woman knows that she is doubted by pretty much every person in America about being pregnant. Nobody believes her. And you would think... If you're basically posting a story, a 10-minute story, probably 15, 20 paragraphs in this story that she wrote, you would think your first time speaking in two months, knowing that you're doubted by everybody, why wouldn't you include a picture showing you're pregnant? You know, like the whole point of this article is basically to make people feel sorry for her. And it's like, oh my God, you guys, I haven't spoken in two months. Here's my story. Look at all the cyber harassment I've been through. We'll get to that stuff. But 
she includes a picture, and it's not even a recent picture. Clearly, it's not a recent picture because she's not seven months pregnant in this picture that she posts. So it's at least seven months old. And you would think someone who's trying to tell people, why don't you believe me? You might want to include a pregnancy picture. And if her response is, well, nobody's going to believe me anyway, who cares? It's your story. You're the one who's slamming it down our throats that you're pregnant with Clayton's twins. Great. Then show us. We've been asking for this for months and you can't do it. She's unreal. But I want to get to a couple things that she said in this article, okay? So that was the first thing I noticed, that for, finally she puts her name to something and shows us a picture of herself, and yet Laura doesn't include the picture that is anywhere recent and isn't of her being pregnant. Okay. This is towards the end. I mean, I, look, I could go through, it would take me, it could take, I could do a 90-minute podcast on just this Medium article that she wrote. But she wrote this. My integrity means everything to me. I've never lied about being pregnant nor the extent to which I've been abused, and I have medical records to back both of those things up. However, I won't be sharing updates regarding the status of my pregnancy with Clayton. I kindly ask to not receive congratulations or engage in discussions about Clayton and my pregnancy. This post is not intended for that purpose. First off, nobody's congratulating you about a pregnancy because you're not fucking pregnant. And then she goes on. What I can confirm is that I sought an order of protection against him. Despite my only sending him pregnancy updates, interestingly, a month later, he obtained an injunction against harassment against me. So this is at the bottom of a 10-minute article. She just happens to throw in there, that Clayton won an injunction against harassment against her. Kind of a big deal, I'd say. And if anybody watched the actual trial that happened, and the hearing, not trial, but the hearing that happened, Laura, which we did, and we analyzed up and down, the judge literally sat there and told you 500 text messages, emails were sent from you to Clayton during that time, and she thought that was excessive. And you, when you cover it in your defense of yourself, you only write, despite my only sending him pregnancy updates, interestingly, a month later, he obtained injunction against harassment against me. Again, she never tells the whole story about anything. She just gives her side. So somebody reading that, that never watched hearing number two that Dave Neal posted, would be like, oh, man. The guy filed an uh, injunction against harassment against her when all she did was uh, send him pregnancy updates? What a dick. No, 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 no. This is what I mean. This is what she does. She doesn't give you the negative side of the story. She doesn't give you the fact that she's lost her last eight fucking cases. And judges keep or keep deciding against her in things. Filed against Clayton. Filed against Dave. Filed against Greg Gillespie. She keeps losing. Does she bring any of that up in her article that she wrote for Medium? No. Here's another thing that she wrote. Dave has incited hatred, harassment, and threats against me, and I am just exhausted from it. Great. Where's your proof? This is what I mean. This is a woman who just throws stuff out there, but then doesn't back it up with anything. So, again, somebody reading this that hasn't followed online, 
might think, wow, Dave Neal is harassing her and he's inciting hatred and she's getting threats. I'm sorry, where's your proof? Where's the proof that Dave did this? Like we've talked about this ad nauseum. Dave Neal is giving his opinions, just like I am, on a public case that you brought to the public, you dumbass. I mean, this is so insane that she just conveniently leaves out so many important details of things you need to know. This is another one, and she's wrote this in an email, and Dave and I have had voice memos back to each other numerous times about this, as I have with others. While I know I will advocate against cyberbullying in the future, right now I just wish for this torment to stop. His relentless bullying has pushed me to the brink, causing moments where I felt close to the edge of despair. I've even expressed to him that the blood would be on his hands if I harmed myself due to his relentless harassment, but it had no impact on him. That bothers me to no end. She's written that in an email before to Dave, saying those exact words. If something ends up happening to me, the blood is on your hands. She actually wrote that to Dave in an email. Do you realize how sick that is? Do you realize how sick in the fucking head you have to be to write something like that to somebody? Because it's typical Laura. This is what she does. She paints herself as the victim. So God forbid anything bad happened to her. She's like, look, I laid it out there for everybody. If he didn't stop and I might do something myself, my blood is on his hands. And then if we say something about it, we're the assholes. You wrote that in an email, you sick fuck. Oh, my God. She makes me want to vomit. She also talks about in this article how she was looking to change her name. I told you about that. This is something we discussed when it was found out in court paperwork. She was filed for a name change. I thought maybe if I were able to change my identity on the outside, I might get back to feeling like myself on the inside. Ooh, riveting words. No, you look to change your name so nobody could Google you in the future and all this shit pops up. That's why you were looking to change your name. You know it and I know it. The other great thing, the other great thing, and I can't share this in terms of the video, but I'll explain to you what she did. Last night, her own father took to his Facebook page and posted like a paragraph and attached this Medium article to it, basically supporting his daughter. Now you know what my daughter's been going through for the last few months. I stand by her, all this stuff. Laura, do you remember about a month ago what you sent me about your father? Do you remember the video you sent me? You sent me a video of your father in his hospital bed touching your belly, even though your face was cut out of the video, of course. It was just a woman standing next to your father's bed with her belly out and him touching it. And by the looks of your father in that video, he ain't writing any fucking Facebook posts. He looked completely incapacitated. I didn't understand when you when I saw that last night. I'm like, again, something I have to question. Laura, you know and I know if I showed this video to the public that you sent me, which you said was, here's a video of my dad in the hospital touching my belly. 
even though your face wasn't in the video, just conveniently had to be cut off. If you do any sort of digging, you would know that Laura Owens has a sister who had a fucking baby the first week of June. My guess is the video she sent me was her dad touching her sister's belly. Because we all know you ain't pregnant. I mean, I could go on and on in this Medium article. I'm sure Dave's going to spend some time on it today. When I spoke to him last night, he's like, I can't read this. It makes my stomach turn. I don't know if he's going to get around to doing it. He's certainly going to talk about it. A lot of people are talking about it online. But those are my thoughts. There's, There's so many other things. Like I said, I could do 90 minutes on this article. But just know this. When you read something like this, just notice how many times she just says something that we're just supposed to take as fact or the reader is just supposed to take as fact and she doesn't back it up with anything. I've been harassed. I've been bullied. Great. Show us all the messages. You have no problem sending me Dave and Clayton stuff. I want to see every single message that you've ever gotten where people have told you to harm yourself. Maybe there have been ones out there. I've told people to leave you alone. I've never said to go harass you. But there are so many people that don't believe your story. If that's the way they want to act, there's nothing Dave and I can do. All we can do is say this is what we think of the case, and we've never believed it from the beginning. But she can sit here and say, oh, my gosh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't subject this to my own worst enemy, the, what I've received and the hatred and the online cyberbullying and the cyber harassment and the cyber stalking level that I've received it at. I wouldn't wish, wish on my worst enemy. Great. Show it to us all. I want to see every single thing that you've gotten. And I want to see the accounts that sent it. Don't just send me a screenshot of what was written. I want to see it attached to an email address, and I want to see it attached to a picture of an Instagram page, whatever. I want to see it coming from humans. I'm not doubting she's gotten it. I just think she's exaggerating what she's gotten. That's my opinion. Because I haven't seen anything. So how am I supposed to just... That's the whole thing with her. We're just supposed to take her word for everything. And anytime we question it, we're in the wrong. And that's just not the way it works. This is 2023. You got to provide receipts. You got to provide evidence. Laura, in this article, you're still claiming you are pregnant with twins and Clayton is the father. At no point during this article, yet again, does this woman show any proof that Clayton is the father let alone show she's pregnant. She's just telling us she is. And then she's also telling us how conveniently I kindly asked to not receive congratulations or engage in discussions about Clayton and my pregnancy. Won't be sharing any updates. What a shocker. Of course she's not sharing any updates because she's got no fucking updates to give because she's not pregnant. And she never has been. Because when you finally come out, here's two months, Laura, you've been keeping quiet. For two months, keeping quiet publicly, not behind the scenes, clearly. Got all the evidence to prove that. The amount of emails you sent me and Dave and Clayton. But publicly, right? The last time you said anything publicly, not behind a fake Reddit screen name. I'm talking about publicly where you put your name behind it. Was what? A couple months ago when you, when you did post a Medium article like this and then it got taken down due to Medium saying, I don't even know if this is true. But here you are, first time in two months, you come out publicly and you release, hey, everyone, this is what I've gone through. And yet we're just supposed to take your word that you're pregnant with twins and they're Claytons. You still have not proven anything. You haven't proven it to any lawyers. You haven't given it to any judge. You haven't given it to any sort of paternity test that Clayton Eckerd is the father of your twins. You haven't shown that. So why do we have to sit here and listen to you 
talk about, oh my God, I've been harassed because nobody believes me. Well, of course we don't believe you because you've never given us any reason to believe you. You haven't proven anything. Laura, just show us you're pregnant. Show us your belly. Show us a put out a video. Show us your doctor's appointments. Show me your la- go into your port- patient portal and show us your last OBGYN visit. Black out any information you don't want out there about yourself. You're seven months pregnant and you're 33 years old. You're considered high risk. You're probably going to the doctor every two weeks and you've never shown anybody one fucking thing about any of those visits. Yet you scream from the rooftops, I'm pregnant with twins. We have three paternity tests now that have come back little to no fetal DNA present. What are we supposed to believe? We just have to take your word for it? That's not the way it works. Laura, your gig is up. Unless you start producing stuff, I can only imagine what's coming on February 14th. I mean, don't you find it a little bit convenient that for the first time she speaks in two months, she's like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to talk about my baby anymore with Clayton. I'm not going to talk about this whatsoever. (sighs) How convenient. Of course you're not. Because it gives you an out. To never talk about it, nobody's ever going to follow up. Well, unless you get taken to court. You're an embarrassment, Laura. A flat-out embarrassment. Okay, let's move on to Bachelor in Paradise last night. We got the finale, and we didn't have a live finale, thank God. I'm fine with what they did at the end, because I don't think a lot of people were invested in these couples anyway. And... But let's let's talk about some of the talking points from last night's episode. First off, the whole Jess uh, thing. More so, Ky- Jess kind of started it, but then it was more about Kylie. And look, Kylie's taken a lot of heat online because it just, what Avon was saying to her is perfectly acceptable. I understand Kylie probably wanted that fantasy of getting engaged down in paradise she's seen it happen to other couples she's seen that bachelor in paradise has had way more success of engaged couples down on the beach than other shows as evidenced by the end of the show where they showed us numerous couples from bachelor in paradise and their current families some with kids some without so i understand why she wanted it but her logic was completely flawed everything that avon said to her was perfectly fine He's allowed to be like, look, I like you a lot. We don't have to get engaged here. Why don't we just date after this is over? I mean, that's what any logical person who watches Bachelor in Paradise for the first nine seasons does. Yes, we understand that's what they show once at the end of every season. But it's okay not to. And if she really, really, really was into him and he really was the guy that she wants to be with in the long term... She would have been like, I understand. I'd love to be engaged, but more importantly, I don't want to lose you. Ultimately, yes, that's what she said to him, and they left as a couple. Did they look happy? She looked like somebody ran over her dog when they got in the back of that car. And it was just like, I'm just going to have to accept it. Like it, It still didn't register with her that, look, you've got the guy that you want. It's okay to not get engaged at the end of this thing. I didn't have any problem with what Avon said. Kylie was acting completely, completely irrational. Now, I've told you since the spoilers came out, 
Avon and Kylie have been seeing each other post-show. They've posted numerous times from the same exact location. So clearly they're still together. So I just don't know why she was so hung up on getting engaged in paradise and getting mad at Avon for not wanting to be engaged. And he's just like, what do you mean? I want to be with you. I want to leave here with you. Why is that not good enough? And, you know, I don't, it sounds like they're, I mean, I know they're still dating post-show. How long it's going to last, obviously it seems like she's got some sort of clock on this and she's going to need to be engaged by a certain point. And I, I have no idea where Avon's head is at in terms of what he wants to be with her. Does he want to be engaged to her or does he enjoy just dating her post-show? Not sure. But I'm sure we'll find out if they do get engaged or they end up ending things. The Kenny and Mari wedding was, I mean, this is almost laughable and it's almost like I'm annoyed by it. Nothing bad about Kenny and Mari. I'm just annoyed that the show insults our intelligence. You really, like, at no point did they say, like, hey, this is just a ceremony. Or, hey, we're going to do this here, but we're also getting married in the States. Like, didn't even update anybody. Granted, the diehards of the show are well aware that Kenny and Mari got married in Puerto Rico last month. Like, at a real wedding. But why can't the show tell us that? Because there are plenty of people. I know this sounds crazy, but there are plenty of people that were like, wait, they got married in paradise? Like, that's their real marriage? That's their real wedding? No, it wasn't. It was last month in Puerto Rico. But they sat there and they insulted our intelligence because they did a wedding on the beach. Jesse officiated it, which he can. I believe he's an ordained minister or whatever. He has the ability to marry people. But yet, Kenny and Mari, I guess the first time they actually got quote-unquote married, none of their family members are there. And it's literally six or seven couples from a show that they didn't know any of those people, and those are the guests at their own wedding? Like, we know, the diehards that follow the show, and know, we know that wasn't a real wedding, but how about letting the public know? Because take a look at online. There are so many people that actually believed that that was Kenny and Mari getting really married. I mean, come on, guys. Don't insult our intelligence. Just tell the audience, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to have a little ceremony for Kenny and Mari since this is where they met two years ago. Be perfectly fine with that. You expected to believe that their wedding, their real wedding, was attended by a bunch of people they didn't know and none of their family members were there? Makes no sense. Um, we had Aaron mentioning that he called Eliza's mom, which I'm sure he did. Said he talked to her for 15 minutes. That's great. <laughs> It's already insulting when we watch the show. And on The Bachelorette, the guys are visiting the woman's hometown. And usually, sometimes, we see the guy asking all four parents or all four fathers for the blessing to marry their daughter. And all four fathers, for the most part, say yes, except Matt fucking Randolph. But... For the most part, they're, you know, I trust my daughter's judgment. It's usually the standard answer. I trust my daughter's judgment. If you're good enough for her, you're good enough for us. They literally just met this guy for the first time hours earlier, and they're already giving their blessing about their child getting married. It's so utterly ridiculous. It's probably why they've kind of taken it out of the last few seasons. But if that's utterly ridiculous, how ridiculous is a 15-minute phone call to somebody that you don't even know? 
I'm glad Aaron did it. I'm glad he got some sort of blessing. But he, the guy doesn't even know Aaron, and he's talking to him on a phone. Like, didn't even get a chance to meet the guy in person, shake his hand, see how he acts, see how he talks, see how he acts around your daughter. Nothing. Just, hey, I had a 15-minute phone call. Went good. Got the blessing. Like, oh, God. So, it's so embarrassing. Now, the update we got on Avon and not Avon, the update we got on Aaron and Eliza afterwards was they have hit a speed bump in their engagement and they're working through things. Um, this is something that I've been trying to find out for the last month or so in regards to Avon and Eliza. I, I keep calling him Avon, Aaron and Eliza. I had heard that they were done. And I had heard that Aaron has pretty much made it known in San Diego when he's been out on the weekends that he certainly ain't acting like a mar- uh, engaged man. But I didn't know for sure. Now seeing the words on the screen last night that they've hit some speed bumps, I- I'd say you can pretty much assume that these two are never getting married. And they're going to announce some sort of breakup probably fairly soon. That was the one I had heard. I, I had never heard that John Henry and Kat had broken up. I had told you, like, they're still together. The Brayden and Christina Mandrell thing I found interesting just because, oh, I don't know, I know she was talking to somebody else right before Paradise because she thought she was going to be on it, and they were planning on going down there and starting their quote-unquote relationship, and it wasn't Brayden. So, you know, whatever. I mean, if they're happy, they're happy. Good for them. Um, but... <laughs> You just kind of scratch your head like, okay, wait a second. She was literally planning with someone else uh, to go on Paradise. I don't get it. But I guess they're dating. So, and, uh, you know, Braden posted right when the show ended last night, Braden posted he was on a flight to Nashville to uh, to see Christina. And, you know, you know, good luck to them. I just, you know, obviously when you hear things, you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> now, granted, the, the thing that obviously was supposed to happen going into Paradise for her she didn't get cast, so and neither did the other guy, by the way. So they clearly, I guess, something happened. They moved on. He's with somebody else, and now she's with somebody else. I just find it a little curious that it's like they were definitely talking and definitely planning on, like, I don't know if they were going to get down to paradise and pretend like they hadn't talked each, to each other and they were going to be like, oh, we're into each other. I'm going to take you on the first date that I get, and, you know, stuff like that. And just kind of play it out that way, even though they had literally been talking a lot before the show. I don't know. But it just, neither of them ended up going on the show. And then it, I guess it fizzled, and then she started uh, dating Brayden, and he's dating somebody else. So, um, yeah. I'm fine with the ending. I really am. I don't think we needed some sort of reunion show. Maybe, you know, people would have wanted to see Brayden and Christina, but... I'm sure we're going to get plenty of content on both of their social media platforms. So, no, I don't think we really need them uh, to be on stage for a reunion show. And maybe people would want wanted to hear Aaron and Eliza talk about their problems, what their issues are, whatever the case may be. But I'm sure we're going to get an Instagram statement from one or both of them fairly soon that says they are no longer together. And... Cat and John Henry, like I said, when I spoiled this, I actually gave you video footage of Cat in Virginia Beach with John Henry about a month after the engagement happened. And I told you, like, hey, yeah, they're they're together. They got engaged at the end. They're still together. So um, that is something to, you know, 
I think I think all that matters is we're gonna know if anybody's dating post show. We're gonna know on their social media accounts because they they're gonna want. They've had to keep quiet. This was filmed in June. It's fucking December eighth. They've had to keep quiet for six months or five months, basically. They're gonna want to start spilling stuff, and they're gonna want to start talking about what they've done post show and who they've hung out with, and if anything has risen post show with somebody different, or maybe they rekindled with somebody they were with down on the beach. We'll find out. Their social medias will tell us, so no worries there. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and uh, review if you can. I'm going to link to the Medium article so you all can read it for yourselves. Like I said, I could have done an hour and a half to two hours just on that article and literally gone sentence by sentence and ripped her a new one and said, once again, here she just re- you know, writes a sentence that we're just supposed to believe and she backs it up with no proof. There's so much of that during that article. And it's just like the amount of false accusations and lies in that I lost track of. There's so many. I went over about, what, four or five where I called her out for the things that she wrote. I could have done that probably 25 to 30 times. But you read it for yourself and you let me know. You know, you'll you'll see what we're dealing with here. But I am glad that Laura finally put her name behind something and a picture. Would have been nice if she actually included a picture of her pregnant, since that's the whole issue that everybody has with her. And I'll say it again before I sign off here. Laura, show everybody that you're pregnant. Show us something. Not a notes from your neurologist appointment. No, that does not count. Not an ultrasound, because you've doctored that. Dave proved it to be an ultrasound that was faked and taken off the internet six years ago. If you are 29 weeks pregnant like you are saying you are, and you are a 33-year-old woman, you will have been to the doctor probably every two weeks for the last three or four months. Every single one of those appointments that you've had are in a patient portal, and it has updated information on what your blood pressure was that day, how much you weighed that day, what your new expected due date is, all that stuff is in your patient portal. Just show it to us. Because you will win people over if you show people that you are actually pregnant. Not just tell people you are. It doesn't work that way. But you don't seem to want to listen. So we're just going to continue to question you and absolutely tear your article apart. Because there's so many false accusations that you made in there. Dave Neal has been commenting for two months on a public court case that you made public. Yeah, you said you did it because Clayton wouldn't respond to you. Fine. You didn't have to go public, though. Clayton called your bluff. Clayton said you won't go public with it, and you said, yes, I will. And you did. Great. But you got to understand, you go public with something, you need to expect there's going to be a negative reaction. Not everybody's going to believe every word you say. And based on how many holes there are in your story, that we've continually proven the holes in your story, what do you expect? Get off the internet. If you don't want to be judged, never post on the internet. Every time I do a podcast or write an article, I'm judged. Why are you, and I've never sued anybody that has written anything negative about me. Not once. I call people out who say things that are factually incorrect but I'll never go threaten lawsuits and threaten defamation suits and all this stuff that you do Laura you brought this upon yourself 
And the biggest thing, the main thing of your story two months ago was, I am pregnant and Clayton Eckert is the father. And here we are, seven months later, 29 weeks pregnant. You've never proven that Clayton's the father of your kids, let alone you've never proven that you're pregnant. And now you're saying, you know what, guys? I'm not talking about my pregnancy with Clayton anymore. (laughs) Oh, what a surprise. Of course you're not. Give it up, Laura. Just give it up. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you on Monday. See you.